through the system, Neil. That system is our enemy. When you're inside, you look around, what do you see? Businessmen, teachers, lawyers, carpenters, the very minds of the people we are trying to save. But until we do, these people are still a part of that system, and that makes them our enemy. You have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. And many of them are so inert, so hopelessly dependent on the system, that they will fight to protect it. Were you listening to me, Neo? Or were you looking at the woman in the red dress? Well, who are you looking at this morning? Truth? Or the woman in the red dress? Are you distracted by this national election circus? Believing that still there's hope that we can pull this our fannies out of the fire here at the last minute? Or are you like me and have come to the conclusion that the Black Hawk is down, our culture is down, that we are under a bipartisan, morally bankrupt, bipartisan, corrupt, morally bankrupt national government masquerading as a federal government in Washington, D.C. Have you arrived there, or are you still hopeful that, uh, that the Titanic will not slip under the water? Well, folks, I'm here to tell you it is under the water already. We are just coming to terms and realizing the consequences of that reality. There's no time now for fantasy land. There's only time for truth and action. Welcome to the Mark Fredlin Show, the Friday edition, here on the Crusade Channel, part of the Veritas Radio Network Radio, the way it should be. We're live, that's right, we're live Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Central, providing you a the truth antidote that you're not going to hear anywhere else. That's right. You're not going to hear it on mainstream conservative talk radio. You're going to hear a incessant cadence of roaring uh, against Hillary Clinton all day. If that's what you're looking for, if you believe there's still some solution in pointing out the obvious, that she's an evildoer, a doer of evil, then uh, if you think that's somehow a solution, then please... By all means, tune in to mainstream conservative talk radio and get a fill of it. However, if you're interested in trying to find real solutions to real problems rather than sophomoric solutions, well then, keep it here on the Crusade Channel, part of the Veritas Radio Network. And as a live program, folks, you can always call in and weigh in on the topics we are discussing uh, and you can do that simply by taking out your smartphone and opening up your keypad and pressing the buttons, the numbers, 844-5-CRUSADE, 844-527-8723. I want to direct you intentionally over to my website today. I'm going to repost an article that I um, wrote a few, well, probably a month or so ago. And I know we've got a lot of new listeners, and I really exhort you, encourage you, whatever I can try to persuade you to go over and read this article. The title of it is Thinking Like Pilgrims, Settlers, or Founders. Folks, that is the solution going forward. It is not trying to believe at some last minute Donald Trump is going to fix this mess or the Republican Party is going to fix this. We've got to, we've got to unlink ourselves from fantasy land. We've got, to, we've got to come into reality. It does us no good to live in fantasy land out there. Absolutely nothing. It merely prolongs the inevitable, and the inevitable, if we let it continue to go on, is going to be bad 
for everybody. Now, I'm sure everybody, you know, uh, is aware of Hillary's speech last night. But in that context, this article will help you understand how we need to think. We need to recapture history, historic thinking about situations like this. Yes, we're going to talk a little bit about Hillary this morning. I've actually got a positive thing to say about her. Uh, it might catch you off guard a little bit. But for us, for our purposes here on, uh, the, Ver- on the Mark Kreslin Show, on the Veritas Radio Network here, for our purposes, we have got to begin and then persuade our fellow friends, neighbors, cousins, aunts, uncles, whomever, to begin thinking like a pilgrim or a, um, a settler or a founder once again. If we cannot recapture that spirit, if we cannot be willing, if we are not willing to take the necessary steps that may actually include a little bit of sacrifice... Well, then we're just going to ride we're, when the Titanic, since it's under the water, I believe, as it as it picks up speed towards crash landing at the bottom of the Atlantic, uh, we're just going to ride that baby down. And so whatever happens when it hits, uh, I'm, I'm going to be the first one on the radio to say, see, I told you so. And I will in with some measure of humility, but uh, I will attempt uh, to say I will, the obvious, I told you so. Um, there is no solution in the, um, to the mess we face that comes out of either convention or out of Washington, D.C. You must pry your mind away from that. I know it's hard because we've all been indoctrinated. We've all been trained to believe that that's the solution. And just because we've been trained to believe that doesn't mean that that actually is the case because the data works against that being the solution to the problems we face, right? We've all worked through it here for six months. There is reams upon reams upon reams of data out there that make it very clear there is no solution to the mess we face, the evil we face in hashtag the American Union coming from Washington, D.C., regardless of which party uh, is in charge. It doesn't matter. What does matter, however, is recapturing some courage, recapturing some clarity of thinking, and then taking uh, those ideas and implementing them in your community, in your county, and in your state. Forget about other states. You can't fix them. Other states are going to be what other states are. Worry about your state. And if you can't fix your state, then do what I did. Get out of it. Or just accept that you can't fix it, but you like it so much you want to stay there. Fair enough. But, you know, we've got to get off this this uh, completely unfounded belief that somehow this thing can still be fixed at some last minute here. Um, it can't be. It is under the water. It's heading for the bottom of the Atlantic. And uh, it appears as though we are okay with just riding out whatever happens when it hits bottom. Uh, I'm not. I personally am not. I am working diligently, as hard as I know how, to persuade more and more people um, to uh, get off the Titanic and swim to another island, uh, stop thinking uh, this thing can be fixed. So 
Anyways, uh, please go over to my website, markkreslins.com, M-A-R-K-K-R-E-S-L-I-N-S.com, and I'll post that up on the top of the page there. I'll also share it out on my Facebook page, Facebook slash The Mark Kreslin Show. I would encourage you to go there, and when you're there, I'll post it there. Please like the page. It's another way for us to stay in touch, and we need to stay in touch, folks. Um, we are facing some really important times. Uh, th- these are... Obviously, everything is a historic moment because it's happening, and then it won't. It'll be behind us. But in in a true sense, um, we are approaching some very challenging times, and I will say we need to stay in touch all the more. You can also follow me at Mark Kreslins on if you're a Twitter follower. Um, so, you know, I watched the speech. Well, parts of the speech I tuned in late. Um, I've been watching my grandkids the past couple of days, and they have um, they take up a great deal of my time because I put my time into them, and so I did not get to watch um, the uh, all of the speech because we were watching the movie Ants last night. But after Ants was over and I put them to bed, we I tuned in the speech, and we uh, and I was treated to the end of it, and actually. I have I have discovered that uh, Hillary may actually be pro secession, and let me explain to you why. I'm going to play a clip from her speech last night, and then I'm going to discuss it for a moment. She may actually be coming uh, more pro secession. Now, now America is once again at a moment of reckoning. Okay, so right there. She seems to understand we are a wildly divided country. Hashtag the American Union. We are at a moment of reckoning, she says. Powerful forces are threatening to pull us apart. Uh, Let me clarify for you there, Hillary. Uh, We are already pulled apart. There aren't forces pulling us apart. We are already apart. How many times have you heard me on this radio program talk about, I want to get away from these people. I don't want to be in political union with them at all. I don't want them to have any power over my life. I don't want them to control anything. Hillary, uh, Earth to Hillary, we are already pulled apart. We've been pulled apart for a very long time. It's just coming to fruition right now. But at least I will give Hillary credit. She sees that um, she may think we're being pulled apart. I will say we're, uh, we are already pulled apart. But she at least acknowledges that there is this apart part of our lives at this point. Bonds of trust and respect are fraying. Uh, I would say they are not fraying. They are frayed, Hillary. Earth to Hillary, part two. The bonds of trust and respect are completely frayed. How, Hillary, am I supposed to respect a woman like you or the one that was on uh, the NARAL lady yesterday who proudly announced her um, support for murder? And you back it up, Hillary. How am I supposed to trust or respect you? These bonds are not fraying. They are frayed. We are separate. We now need to act on that separation, folks. I'm going to get to an article by Pat Buchanan here in a few moments. The bottom line is this country has been divided for 
decades, and I mean many decades, probably longer than that, we have been divided and we will stay divided. Now, the question really is, will we actually divide? Or will we continue to believe blather like this that comes out of both parties that we're stronger together? No, we're not. We're actually weaker together. And just as with our founders, there are no guarantees. It truly is up to us. Okay, I I accept the challenge, Hillary. It is truly up to us. You have now said that there is a day of reckoning in front of us, that uh, we are, uh, there are forces pulling us together. I would say, or pulling us apart. I would say we are apart. That trust and respect has been, is being frayed. I would say we are. <clears throat> All bonds of trust and respect are frayed. There, are, there is no trust. There is no um, respect. I don't respect a person that can stand on stage and publicly proclaim her joy about the freedom to murder children. How can I respect that person? How can I trust that person? So, Hillary, you are on to something here. You, she may, Hillary may actually become part of the solution, it appears. So we are at a day of reckoning. It's up to us, she says. Now it's up to us. So I would say, okay, Hillary, challenge accepted. If it's up to us at this point, I say, let's pull us apart. Can I get an amen out there? Is there anybody in the listening audience that would agree with me that uh, we need to pull apart, that Hillary is actually onto something? We have to decide whether we will all work together so we can all rise together. No. Okay. Okay. I, I want to. All right. Where can I? Is there an office I can send my decision to on her question there? We have to decide whether we will all work together. I want to say no. I, I want to register. Where do I register my decision? No, I don't want to work together with her or the woman from NARAL or anybody who believes in uh, uh, confiscatory taxation, anybody who believes uh, that we have uh, the right to go to war with anybody without a proper declaration of war. I want to register my vote there. I want to register my decision. My decision is, no, I don't want to work together with you. I want to be away from you. Will somebody please let me out? How can I get out? You know, if I wanted to break a business contract, I would just hire an attorney, and then in a matter of months, I would be out of that contract. If I want to leave anywhere else on the planet Earth, let's say I don't like my church anymore and I want to go somewhere else, I can just leave and go somewhere else. What if I don't like Walmart and I like Target? Well, I don't like Target because I don't go there anymore. Let's say I I don't like Walmart, but I like uh, Dollar General more. Nobody can make me stay in Walmart. What if I like Burger King more than McDonald's? Can McDonald's make me keep eating McDonald's quarter pounders? Or am I free to go to Burger King? Why is it in this stupid political union 
I, I have to, I'm forced to stay in here and work together. Working together, obviously, is not a reality. We don't work together at all. We seize political power and then make half the country obey it, obey the ideology behind that power. There's no working together. That's just pablum. But at the same point, I think Hillary at least is acknowledging that there is a massive division in this hashtag, the American Union. So hats off to Hillary. So uh, you won't hear that on mainstream conservative talk radio. No, they will not analyze her speech properly. They will merely pull together all the lies she's telling and, oh, we're going to do this and that and investment. They're, they're going to distract you. This is, why do you think we have that clip in the beginning of the show? I'm going to read Morpheus's lines again. This is what Morpheus says to Neo. The Matrix is a system, Neo. That system is our enemy. But when you're inside, you look around, what do you see? Businessmen, teachers, lawyers, carpenters, the very minds of the people we are trying to save. But until we do, these people are still part of that system, and that makes them our enemy. You have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged, and many of them are so inured, so hopelessly dependent on the system that they will fight to protect it. And when you tune in to mainstream conservative talk radio, you are actually part of the problem. You are fighting to protect the system, the very system that is going to devour you. You are protecting it because mainstream conservative talk radio protects the system. By saying one part of the system the Republican Party is somehow better than the Democrat Party. And on the margins, depending on how you define better, they are. But on the margins, and I'm talking about the distant margins. So I'm supposed to put my hope in the, the margins. Oh, if we can just reduce our top income tax from 39.5% to 38.5% there. Now that's pro that's real progress. If we can get if we can go from the 1040 down to fair tax or flat tax there that solves the problem. No, it doesn't solve anything. The fair tax and the flat tax solve nothing. Oh, if we just get term limits in there, Kreslins, that'll solve it. We'll get those guys that you just watch when they when they come up against their 10th year of service and they can't run anymore. You watch what happens, Kreslins. Term limits, that term limits solves nothing. When I hear people talk about the flat tax, the fair tax, term limits, you know what that tells me? They don't understand the problem. They have yet to understand. They are still part of the system. The matrix cable is still plugged in. They, it just sounds good. Oh, Trump's going gonna, gonna to streamline our taxes. The Congress is going to push for an amendment to the Constitution that requires term limits. Sounds all powerful. Oh, we're going to show them. We're only going to let those tyrants be in power for 10 years. And then we're going to elect a new group of tyrants. 
never understanding that the problem is the tyrants. It also exposes and betrays a naivete, a underlying belief that congressmen actually run Congress. They don't. They merely do the bidding for corporate interest in other special interest up there, friends. They're representing, all right, not you. <laughs> do you see how deluded we are? We run to the polls and we vote for the very people that are handing us the nooses to put around our necks. And then election after election, we continue to vote for them. They tighten down on the noose around our necks, and we keep doing it. They're representing, they ain't representing you. They're representing who walks through those doors, friends. They're representing the lobbyists that take them out to these junkets. You, you heard me play the, uh, a clip, I don't know, four or five months ago from Mike Lee, who got busted out in uh, Utah for hosting an event full of lobbyists. He got caught on camera by Ben Swan. Didn't want to talk about it. Oh, the great Mike Lee. Oh, the great conservative Mike Lee. He's out there hosting a, 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 a ski weekend for lobbyists. Folks, they're representing. They ain't representing you. They're representing big business. They're representing other types of... Um, Thank you for the amen. I got one amen. Yay. Uh, they're representing uh, special interest out there. They're not representing you. Yeah, we have a representative government, all right. But it has nothing to do with representing you. It has everything to do with representing people that are working against you. So yeah, let's 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 get term limits in there, Kreslins. That's the solution. We'll be able to get rid of those uh, powerful committee chairmen. No, you won't, because there will still be powerful committee chairmen, just different names, who will still open their doors to the average lobbyist or special interest group, and they will do the bidding because that's how they keep their fannies in power, friends. Why do you think I call this, another amen comes in, that's great. Why do you think I call this a bipartisan, morally bankrupt, and bipartisan, corrupt entity? Why do you think, it's not just a clever saying that yours truly came up with. I actually can prove that this is a corrupt government. It is wildly corrupt. It sucks for well, it doesn't actually take $4 trillion. It spends $4 trillion, but it sucks about $3 trillion out of the economy every year. And then these frauds up there in Washington, D.C., self-aggrandize. They live off of your hard-earned money. You get up every day, and you go to work. You keep your nose clean at work. You excel. You try to improve your family's life. You try to comply with company policy and, and, and help the company um, obtain profits so you might share in those profits. You might keep a job. You do all the right things. You go to work. You take care of your family. Most of you in the listening audience don't look for handouts from your fellow taxpayer. You do the right thing, and these guys are glad you do. 
because then they suck from you the proceeds of your hard work and take it and pay themselves to rule you. Do you see the ugly, evil cycle? We're paying for our own death. We are actually sending Washington, D.C. all the money it needs to kill us. And then those frauds in D.C. are eating caviar. They know that if they can keep their nose clean for five or six um, uh, election cycles, if they can get their fannies back in the seat five or six times, serving 10, 12 years, they will have built up enough uh, goodwill amongst the uh, evil special interests that they have been representing their whole career, and they may get a cush job with a seven-figure salary. Folks, these guys are living high off the hog. They are not, this is not a hard life for your average representative or U.S. senator or U.S. president. It is not a hard life. Now, they may come back and say, oh, I'm fighting for you. I'm there for you. I'm going to stand with you. That's just rhetoric to get people to swoon. Do you remember that lady back when, I think, it was, I can't remember which election it was, 2008 or 2012, who was so elated that Obama was the Democrat nominee, she was captured on camera saying something along the lines of, he's going to pay my mortgage. She was so excited because she was a single mother of two kids. How about you get married and stay married? That actually improves your, your life, by the way. little side social commentary there. But uh, do you remember her? I'll try to find it during the break. She actually was elated with the idea that Barack Obama was going was, uh, was to lift America. I mean, you want to talk about, they've been busted on Trump for his one statement of, uh, I am the only one who can do this. Yeah, that's megalomania. But you know what? Uh, the bigger megalomaniac was Barack Obama. He was going to cause... Uh, the the tides to recede or whatever the heck it was. He, Mike's got it on his intro. He was gonna he was gonna single handedly defeat global warming. <laughs> but you remember that lady? She was on the convention floor and she was just ex- so ecstatic that Barack Obama was gonna be the president because he was gonna pay her mortgage payment. You see, folks, we, we listen to these frauds, we listen to their rhetoric, and then we personalize it to our own lives, and we actually believe they're going to do something for us. Oh, they're going to do something for you, all right. Oh, oh, oh yes, they're going to do something for you, all right. <laughs> it ain't going to be something you like, <laughs> but they're going to do something for you. They're going to take your money from you. They're going to make you wear a seatbelt. They're going to send your sons and daughters now off to war in some country that they have no interest in being in. They're going to, uh, through clever, uh, high-minded language, authorize the slaughter of a million babies every year. 
They're going to break the 8th and 10th commandment in the Protestant Bible. They're going to steal. They're going to covet other people's property. Oh, they're going to do something, all right. And it doesn't matter which party, folks. It doesn't matter which party. So this idea of term limits and fair tax and flat tax, all that betrays is that when you believe that to be a solution, you still don't understand the problem. You're still struggling to come to terms with the problem. Oddly enough, Hillary actually understands it. We are facing a day of reckoning. It is up to us, as she said, to decide whether we are going to pull apart or uh, be torn apart or pull together. I opt for tearing us apart. That's my, that's my position. I think we should be torn apart. I can see six, eight, ten states. Heck, I'll take 22, honestly. I've, I've actually researched the subject. And I've looked at the state gross products from Idaho down through Texas and across to South Carolina. And if those 22 states, depending on how you count them, actually broke away from hashtag the American Union, like the United, United Kingdom did in June, or began the process of breaking away from the EU, allow me to correct my statement and be more accurate. If those 22 states broke away from hashtag the American Union, they would have a GDP of around $6 trillion, immediately becoming the second most powerful economy in the world. You see, folks, I don't fear secession at all. Not a bit. In fact, I desire it to get away from people like Hillary Clinton and Eric uh, not Eric, uh, Paul Ryan. I want to get away from both of them. I don't just want to get away from the Democrats. I want to get away from the re- Republicans too. Because life will be better instantaneously. You see, folks, we are so trapped in fear. We are so caught up because of that stinking Lincoln legacy that continues to haunt us. Even to this day, it's amazing what killing 700,000 people will do to a, to a psyche. But I turn, I draw your attention to the United Kingdom. They peacefully seceded from the European Union. It was an economic union and aggressively moving towards a political union. They were smart enough to catch it. We haven't. We're catching it now. Some of us are. The people who claim that the fair tax, flat tax, term limits is a solution going forward, they haven't figured it out yet. They're heading in the right direction, but they still think there's some last-minute ditch, last-ditch hope in term limits or flat tax. Yet it just betrays, like I said, they don't understand the problem yet. When they do, they will become more powerful a voice out there. They will be able to say, let's follow what the United Kingdom did. Let's, let's exit this political and economic union. Our lives will be better. Now, what are, what are we seeing already happening over in the United Kingdom? 
Number one, we know that Angela Merkel did not fly the Luftwaffe and start bombing uh, London to stay into the Union. We know that didn't happen. There was some fear. I talked about it just before the Brexit vote. There was, I, was, I was paying attention daily for na- daily uh, news updates. Was Merkel going to call out the Luftwaffe and start bombing London into staying in the European Union like Lincoln would have done? Was she going to channel Abraham Lincoln and start bombing London? Well, thank goodness we got to the vote. And, uh, and there were no reports that the Luftwaffe was heading across the English Channel, was about to bomb London into submission, into forcing them into the Union. So that didn't happen. That fear, that fear didn't materialize. The fear that I had that uh, Angela was going to uh, uh, channel Abraham Lincoln, much like Hillary channeled, uh, what's the Roosevelt, what's her name? Um, Roosevelt's wife, I can't, uh, Eleanor Roosevelt. Much like Hillary said she channeled Eleanor Roosevelt, I was a little bit worried that Angela Merkel was going to channel uh, Abraham Lincoln and launch the Luftwaffe towards London. But thankfully, in June of 2016, that didn't happen. So that fear subsided. No, they just sat down and had Belgian waffle. (laughs) Christopher, leave the humor to the professionals. I know Mike's chuckling on that. <laughs> no, he's reading an article. No, I thought of that. I've been, actually, I've been thinking about that one for a while. Well, he, she didn't, did she? She didn't no, fly she the didn't. Luftwaffe. No. And she, even, though, even though I know, like, like me, Christopher, you were sitting on your hands wondering, oh, no, we need to update UPI, United Press International, or AP, to see if the Luftwaffe is in the air uh, headed towards London. And thank goodness that didn't happen. So that... <laughs> <laughs> You're getting some comments on my uh, Facebook page, Christopher. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Christopher's a great guy. Um, but seriously, that fear uh, dissipated. We didn't have to worry about Merkel flying the bombers, channeling Abraham Lincoln, and starting to bomb London into staying in the Union. So that didn't happen. The next fear was that there was going to be mayhem, probably societal collapse, certainly for sure economic collapse, the world was likely to go back to the Dark Ages. That was the next fear, we were told, that if, if the U.K. leaves, my gosh, uh, you know, you better take empty your bank accounts and put it in your mattress. And the first day, it seemed like, oh, no, the prophets of doom were right they, we can't we can't separate. We can't because if we do, the stock market's going to go down and it's probably going to go to zero. And every every corporation will be worth nothing because, you know, that's what's look what happened. It fell 300 points the next day. Well, folks, if I recall, uh, let me bring up a chart here real quick. Hold on. Let me go to the I think uh, Sean in Arizona has uh, um, a word or two about this. Oh, does he? Oh, well, yeah. Tell Sean just to hang on one second. Let All me right. look at a five-day chart here. I'm sorry, a one-month chart. Uh, so it looks like, give me one second while I work my way through this. Ah, you know, Yahoo changed their stupid charting, and it makes it very difficult. Okay, so they seceded in June. Uh, uh, Yahoo! Curse you. It used to be so easy dealing with your charts, and now you've made it 
hard. Okay, so they seceded on the 23rd. No, that didn't work. Doggone it. Oh, wait, here we go. Okay, okay, yeah, I got it now. Okay, give me one second. I'm working my way through this. Today's the 29th. Ah, no, I guess I don't have it. So, well, anyways, if I recall, in the last month, um, the uh, the stock market set a new all-time high. So I was quite sure... Um, I was quite sure that we were told that in the lead-up to the secession of Great Britain from uh, the European Union, I'm quite sure I was told that there would be economic calamity around the world. Pestilence would come from out of nowhere. People probably wouldn't be able to eat. Your local Walmart would be out of bread and eggs. It, we were going back to the Stone Age if, if uh, the U.K., had the audacity to leave the European Union. Remember all the all the fear mongering? Well, like I said, I believe a couple of weeks ago, the um, Dow set a new all time record, as did the S and P. So that lie from them uh, didn't materialize. Guess guess what I did the other day? Tell me. I went to the grocery store and got bread. Amazing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I, you had to have been a little. Let's be honest. Chris, just confess to the audience you were a little bit worried. Oh, oh, the twenty third. Guess what? When Dixie has done, what did they, they do? Drop their prices. Well, that's that's got to be some kind of sign of economic collapse. Prices oh are going down. <laughs> oh, oh, another thing. Gas is a dollar seventy seven at the local racetrack. <gasps> there, just more evidence. More oh, evidence no. that the economy is collapsing, Christopher. <laughs> Hey, when, last time when gas <laughs> fell in 2008, when Bush was in the White um, after Bush got out, that was due to a collapse in the economy. Exactly. A- everything is, is always a collapse. Oil was $144 a barrel. <laughs> Christopher is nailing it this morning. He's got it exactly right. Don't listen to these guys. They lie. They flat out lie. Folks. The British people were lied to by the fear mongers. You're being lied to by these guys in Washington, D.C., regardless of party. Don't buy the lie. And I sat, actually, the other day, I was at a dinner party, using the British term. Mm-hmm. I sat next to a actual British resident, and really? he was a leaver. And he said the reason why we, he was my age, so he was a yeah. millennial. Wow. He said, the reason why I wanted to get out was because we were tired of being run by one central government. How about that? How about that? That is you the know, words of an actual Briton visiting the United States. How about that, Christopher? See, they had, I'm telling you, you heard me say this, Christopher, a number of times. They figured out what we didn't figure out. They figured out they were moving towards political uni- uh, union, uh, a political union and political integration over there. They caught it. The guys like uh, Daniel Hannon and, and Nigel and they Farage. It 25 years ago. Yes, they started it exactly, and they worked, 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 and finally got away from them. Folks, that exact process has got to be followed here. We have got to get away from Washington, D.C. 
We have been politically integrated. We have been, we've created a political union that is now ruled from Washington, D.C. You don't like it. Stop thinking the fair tax fixes it. Stop thinking flat tax fixes it. And stop thinking that term limits fix it. That merely shows me that you don't understand the problem yet. Now, no shame on you. I didn't under understand the problem myself either until other people helped me understand it. But once I understood what the problem was, I have been moving full-throated in trying to fix the problem, not by electing Republicans. That doesn't, that just perpetuates the problem. I'm working towards, can we get those 21, 22 states away? Can we all create a political union of our, of our own, a actual union of 22, 20, 21, 22 separate and sovereign states where we don't bow at the altar of the Supreme Court anymore. We don't bow at the altar of Congress anymore. Let them govern themselves. Let the remaining 28 states govern themselves. If they want big, if they want to be controlled from a national capital in Washington, D.C., have at it. If you want to fight the right left supposed battle out there, and somehow the right is better than the left, go, you do it over there. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm out. Hillary had it right last night in her speech. We are at a day of reckoning. Are we going to pull apart, or are we going to pull together or be torn apart? I opt for torn apart. Because as she said, all the bonds of trust and respect she claims are being frayed, I will tell you factually they are frayed. I have no respect for somebody that can get on a stage and say it's okay to kill my baby. I killed my baby, and I'm glad I did. How am I supposed to respect that person? Explain that to me. Call me at 844-527-8723 and inform me how I'm... Hillary, Christopher, will you get Hillary on the phone? I want to ask her that question. How am I supposed to respect her? How am I supposed to respect the person who took the Democrat nomination and is all for killing babies? Will you please call her political people and get her on the radio? They just might laugh at me. Well, <laughs> all right, folks. Well, listen, I got a special guest coming up in a moment here after this break. Right now, if you like what you're listening to here, though, and you are not going to hear this anywhere else on mainstream conservative talk radio, you're going to hear rallying on Hillary all day today. I'm going to tell you I think the I know the solution is following Brexit. We need Oak exit and Texas and Louisiana exit and Arkansas exit and Mississippi exit and Idaho exit. That's the exiting we need. We don't need term limits. We don't need flat tax and fair tax. We need out. Well, if you like what you're hearing here on the Mark Kreslin show, by simply becoming a Founders Pass member, uh, you can download or stream this uh, broadcast live. It's that simple. It costs you 23 cents per day. That's it. If you spend 23 cents a day, you will be able to become a Founders Pass member and have access to this show and other shows like my good friend Mike Church, host of the Mike Church Show, my good friend Gregory Carpenter, host of Reverse Deception. By the way, if you were a Founders Pass member, you would be able to download all three of his episodes on the killing, the assassination of President Kennedy. He uncovers a lot of things you perhaps have not heard before. But you will only be able to listen to that if you become a Founders Pass member today. And by the way, in the month of July, 
if you become a Founders Pass member. You've only got a few more days left to do it. If you become a Founders Pass member, you are going to get a free autographed copy of Humility of Heart. This is a book Mike talks a great deal about on his show. He edited that book, and he will autograph it for you, but only if you become a Founders Pass member during the month of July and also during the month of July. If you become a Founding Father or a Crusader or make a $500 cash donation to our monthly crowdfunding campaign, we're going to send you a beautiful uh, kitchen cutting board from McClureBlock.com. Please go to McClureBlock.com. Look at the products they sell. They are extraordinary. Uh, so if you want to become a Founders Pass member, we make it easy for you to do so. Just go to VeritasRadioNetwork.com, click the Join button, or you can even call with your membership information to 866-483-3833. That's 866-483-3833. You're listening to The Mark Reslin Show on the Crusade Channel, part of the Veritas Radio Network, radio the way it should be. <laughs> 